here we go. Sweet. Let me just make sure this is off. It's gonna be so weird looking at you, but I'm looking at my notes. Okay. Hey guys, welcome back to Sippin' on Success. It's Kelly here with another guest today. But before we get started, I'm just kind of gonna go over the in the know segment of the show. So normally I'll pull like a fact or a quote or something that I read in an article, but this week I kind of wanted to share some personal advice. So it's about taking a break. I've been working really hard on this podcast after my nine to five internship, but I just want to let everyone know that it's okay to sometimes take a break from what you're doing and to just do nothing, whether that's watching TikTok, watching Netflix, but just relaxing, even though I have that this side hustle, it's been a lot of time and effort, but sometimes I just need to put it to the side and just wait for it to wait for some free time to pick it back up again. So I just kind of wanted to share this because this is what I've been experiencing lately and maybe it'll help you guys maybe take some time for yourself and just maybe introvert for a while or extrovert if that's your thing. So today our guest is going to be Samantha Tagliata and I've known her since I was in probably middle school. So I've known her for quite some time. She's from my hometown. So here's a little bit about her. She is currently Allie's marketing director and a graduate of Fashion Institute of Technology's business school. She uses her love for branding and art and applies a data-driven approach to her work. She specializes in digital marketing, content creation, social media, branding, events and programming, strategy, startup ecosystem development, and partnerships. She is a full-time hire of Allie's, a community-driven innovation agency, and in the last seven years, she has helped build the agency into a national company. And in her free time, she enjoys writing poetry for her Instagram account, selling her crafts on her Etsy shop, and exploring new coffee shops. So welcome. Hey, Kelly. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So let's go into exactly what Allie is. You say it's a community-driven innovation agency, but what kind of does that mean, especially as a startup? Yeah. So we were, we used to be a co-working space, which is more well-known in the startup uh, community, uh, the big players we work in that space. However, um, as a lot of startups have seen over the past uh, maybe two years, we work has not been sustainable in its business model, and we knew that going into co-working. Uh, but what remained true to Ali always was the community that we were trying to build. Space was just a component of that to get them in the door. So. At Alley, a community-driven innovation agency is really like, we want to help entrepreneurs grow in a sustainable way. We don't want them to get venture capital to not know what to do with it or spend it all in one shot. Um, And then they're not successful, they don't scale um, to the best of their abilities. So community-driven approach is we partner with larger organizations to help these startups grow, whether they could give technology to them, resources to them, opportunity, capital, whatever the case may be. And in exchange, the corporations actually grow as well because they're innovating in um, a more, uh, I guess, 
innovative way with startups instead of doing internal R&D. So um, we made it our mission to unite startups and corporations with really the goal is to create positive change because a lot of startups and corporations say they want to create change, but um, really it's about creating positive change and making sure that, you know, we are giving back to communities, that we are um, making industries work better, whether that through, be through technology or, you know, smaller organizations. Um, but yeah, I could ramble on and on. <laughs> But I hope that kind of sums it up. No, that definitely did. And even after knowing you for all this time, I feel like that definitely made it a lot clearer explaining it that way. Basically, we unite startups and corporations to grow better together. Are there any like specific, I guess, um, subjects or like um, industries that the, the people that come in to use the space are part of? Or is it really all sectors? Yeah, so after... COVID happened, we decided to actually close most of our spaces and do like a digital, a virtual digital community. So the sectors that we deal with are mostly technology. So um, our corporate clients like Verizon. Um, so what we do for them is we create programming that attracts uh, startups with within the you know, artificial intelligence industry, VR, AR industry, manufacturing, health tech, ed tech, um, anything that really technology impacts an industry with, we tap into that industry. So this week we have a event on retail and how the future of retail will be transformed with you know, all the new technology that's coming out and that makes Verizon's 5G it makes it possible with that. Um, next week we have, you know, also we're talking on a panel about diversity, inclusion, and accessibility. So those are also industries that you may not think of as an industry, but also those are sectors that we're trying to tap into to help educate other people within the startup community or even like the corporate and larger enterprise. Um, yeah sector to really understand how they can innovate and you know create good change like i said but yeah wow okay very interesting so i know that you were the first full-time hire there so what kind of made you take that leap after college to go work for a startup how did that happen yeah so it was just serendipity, to be honest. Um, <laughs> so I was studying package design in London and Paris. Um, it was just a kind of a fluke that I was even studying package design that semester. Um, yeah. I wanted to do something more creative than the business side of things. And, um, you know, I, I went to the art school and I begged the dean to let me into the program because it was the art <laughs> schools program um, and not the business school um, but you know they had a spot left and they really needed to fill it so I said you know what what I'll do is I'll take my knowledge from business school I was studying copywriting um, and I'll apply it to package design because who doesn't like good branding on packages um, it's true so there I got a call from the founder of Ali and they really need someone to do their social media. So I was like, you know what? Yeah, 
I'll, I'll do it. I met him at a career fair. I was on the line for Birchbox actually. And I was like, I want to be working at Birchbox. Like I want to do this because they were a startup and like they were scrappy and they didn't really have many users at that time. So I was like, you know what, this is a good opportunity to work with all startups. And to be honest, I didn't actually know what co-working was. I didn't know how large startup ecosystem was or yeah. it, it was very like, new back in the day mm-hmm. um so that's how i started at alley it was just you know getting my hands dirty and just taking any opportunity as it came um and then i actually graduated um fit early to start working full-time so i piled up my credits um and i decided to graduate early so i could start working full-time for them i know my friend actually quit school to start working full-time for them Um, she must have really had a lot of faith yeah she was actually at Parsons so the new school uh which is FIT's rival but we're (laughs) we're really good friends but sometimes when you have a large opportunity that you come that comes your way it's like the lottery kind of like you just got to take a risk sometimes and you know you could always go back to school but you never know if one of those opportunities will come your way again. That's Thankfully awesome. It worked out. Yeah. Oh my now she works for Adobe too. She's a, a good person at Adobe. Wow. That's great. So did she ever get her a gr- degree? No. Wow. Okay. So That's when you're awesome. in like the startup scene too, you learn from the people around you, you learn from your mentors, you go to, you know, yeah. online classes, you do things like general assembly and all of that, um, code mm-hmm. academy, all of that. But yeah. Wow. That's insane. Startup life is a different life. So when you first graduated and you took the job, like what was your title? Like, were you still just doing social media or were you still like yeah so i was just i went from social media intern to social media manager and then within the year i became director and like the last seven years the last seven years i've been director but the thing about startups is or just like any job in general like the advice i give is like don't focus on the title so much like put your all into it and like just always be willing to learn along the way um I've changed my title myself like a hundred times. Like at once I was like visual marketing strategist because I didn't want a director title. And then I went back to marketing director for, you know, partnership reasons and all of that. But I feel like titles are so arbitrary. Uh, It really like depends on like the work you put in and the output put that comes out of that, which will be reflected in the work you put in. But Um, especially in a startup, you wear many, many hats right now. I'm working on partnerships. Like you read that whole thing. Um, yeah, (laughs) strategy, communication, like really a marketing director should be focused on marketing and not all parts of the business. But that's, what's great about working for a startup is that you get to experience all of that. So what's like a day in your life? Like right now, what does it kind of look like? Yeah, this is actually really interesting. This is a very busy time for me because we've pivoted our company to be a full 
agency model. So we are getting rid of our co-working spaces for the most part. So right now I am helping our agency team um, with processes and procedures and, you know, helping them with how to, how to approach partners and how to approach panelists. So I'm doing a lot of, you know, business development. Um, but at the same time, I do have my own projects, which is we're rebranding the company, we're building a new website. So uh, right now during the day, I am doing, you know, business development, uh, operations for the team. And then later, after hours, I'm doing my own projects, which are the rebrand and making sure my team has the assets they need to be successful in that. Um, so day to day, it's a lot of touch bases, it's a lot of uh, designing. I design a lot. Um, a lot of copywriting, uh, definitely a lot of reporting. This is, that's what I've also learned is you could do all this work, but you have to package it up in like a very digestible way for people to realize how valuable you are and how valuable the, the projects you're working are. Yeah. Um, especially also for like clients as well. So yeah, day to day, um, that's really what I do. Um, our biggest client right now is Verizon. So most of my, um, you know, work is related to that. Um, but we do have a few other clients that I can't name right now that we're working on. Okay. So with these clients, they are basically like part of the agency, right? Yeah, so we, they hire us to do innovation work for them. So basically Verizon came to us and they said, you know, we want to connect with startups and that's what we could do for them. We could connect them with startups and then we could build events and the programming that help the startups understand what the corporation is doing and then help the corporation, you know, give the resources to the startups that they need. And mostly it comes in mentorship and thought leadership. Wow. as well as like uh, the technology like 5G. But like right now with COVID and everything being digital, we'll, we've curated about two events a week for Verizon um, to say like, the, this is a panel of experts leading their industries that could have 5G use cases. And that really like helps people say like, if they were in the retail industry this week, say like, oh, this is what I could do with my my service or my product to make it better. Um, yeah. Okay. That's definitely so different from like, I keep thinking we work, but it's like totally a different. Yeah. We, we totally pivoted. Like, yeah. Yeah. It's wow. Okay. It's starting to like make more sense. And I'm like, wow, this is so completely different. Yeah. And that's why we're rebranding too, because you look at us and you're like, what do they do? And sometimes yeah. I'm like, yeah, sometimes it's confusing what we do because also it can be so customized to what a corporation needs. Basically, yeah, they have a problem and we solve it with community, I say. Um, and okay. that's really like putting really cool people together to solve the problem instead of having, you know, like, like basically the like minded people of that org in one room because if they haven't solved that problem yet, they probably won't. So we bring in the startups. Um, and the people to help do that. Yeah, and that's great networking for all the startups who get to kind of work together for the different clients, which is 
great. Yeah. Wow. So I would say, what do you think are the like pros and cons of working at a startup and kind of why you took this path as opposed to like maybe taking an internship at like a corporation or something? Yeah. Okay. I'll go, I'll do the pros first. Uh, pros, <laughs> uh, it's a pro and con. You get to wear many hats. Like I said, I studied marketing. Um, but you know, now I'm, I'm doing everything. I'm doing strategy. I'm doing business development. I'm doing partnerships. I have dabbled in technical things. Um, I've gone into design, event planning. Um, what else? It's just, you, you wear many hats at one point when we were running the spaces, I was doing space ops, which means like when someone checks in, what happens with that data and that data goes to an email and the email goes back to them. And do we have uh, a procedure of when someone comes into the, the space, like how do we greet them? So it's yeah. also experiential. So that was fun. I also got to design a few of the spaces. Um, so that's a pro wearing many hats. <laughs> because then like I said you have to work on your own projects at the same time uh, another pro is you get to work very closely with the CEO and founder um, which is a very big thing as well it's especially earlier earlier on in a startup if you work alongside a serial entrepreneur like I did you get mm -hmm. a lot of hands-on mentorship experience right then and there um, mm -hmm. and it's you know something that you can never get at school and something you can really never get at a corporation because it's so bureaucratic. It's like, Oh, this needs to go to this person. This has to go to this person. You never get to that person. You never even meet that person. Yeah. So that's a pro is the being so close to it all. And then also having other being within the startup community, it's like very tight knit. So if I have a problem and I can't figure it out, um, there's always like a, you never want to say, I don't know how to do something in a startup. You're always like, I'll figure it out. I'll YouTube it. I'll go to this class. You know, I'm going to get up our network and see who knows how to do this. Um, which is great for working at a startup because technically, like, there's a lot of experts and we all say we know what we're doing. <laughs> but at the same time, like, there are parts that we don't know what we're doing. So it's okay to ask for help. And there's a lot of that in, like, corporates and stuff but the scrappy environment of a startup is like oh shit we got to do this right now or it's like do or die there's something called the runway in startups where you only have so much money to survive so like you gotta you gotta if we say you gotta fail and fail fast to make sure you don't waste money like doing whatever which leads into the cons is it's so risk adverse. You don't know when you're going to get like funding next. So you got to be careful with your budgets. You, um, you know, a lot of startups don't have HR, which is something that we recently just got maybe like two and a half years ago. So, you know, you're helping build the company. There are no rules. So you're like, if you're very early on, you're helping build the foundation of it. So, which is also a pro because it's like, what values do you want to see at a company you're working at? You mm -hmm. get to decide that. Um, wow. That's awesome. Another, yeah. Another con is like maybe 
like the pay may not be as good. <laughs> that's, <laughs> but that's why you get equity in the company as well. So like, if it's worth it, then mm -hmm. yeah. I mean, they're, it's they both out. They both are, you know. Yeah. How would you like? What what kind of advice would you give someone who is considering like going? into a startup or like how would you even go about finding a startup that's like legit and like you know like how I guess you're you are taking a leap on the company but like how do you know that they're like vetted and whatnot yeah. so there are a few things you could do so if you were going to start up um I suggest you definitely ask if like there's HR and stuff because that could muddy the waters a bit if you're not ready to, if you're either going from college to a startup or, you know, a corporation to a startup, making sure that it is legitimate and that they do have policies in place to protect you, that they're going to give you a contract and everything. I really like lucked out with all of that. It wasn't mm -hmm. even thinking of those things when I joined because it was yeah. so early on. Um, but just make sure that there are resources like AngelList and Crunchbase and, you know, um, I would say look at, you know, you could even Google venture capital firms. Venture capital firms are the people who give the startups money and mm -hmm. on their portfolio pages are, you know, their, their startups, the startups. Wow. That own. So that's a, a fun hack. So then, you know, you're going into a company that already has funding. Yeah. Um, partners so that's a way to go about it and portfolio companies are always looking to hire because they just got funding so like the first thing a company does after they get funding is hire people mm -hmm. and build out their software and technology so that's usually the first two things they do and also the first two mistakes they do as well <laughs> they hire too many people and they build so much software that they don't need. Like, that's kind of what we did. We hired like a team of 20 people. I was like, I'm getting Salesforce. Like, this will be great. Um, and we were such a small team. We didn't need it at the time. And we were 20 people working on it. Um, but that's where I would start to look. Like, you know, it's called AngelList. There's Crunchbase. Um, and then if you look into just Google venture capital firms. Um, and then you could look at their portfolio companies and, you know, some of their portfolio companies are now unicorns. Unicorns are billion dollar companies. That's oh. what we call unicorns in this, this startup. Interesting. Uh, wow. World. Whatever space I even like thought about entering, I feel like you're the only one I've ever met that really has like, started at one and like has been going strong yeah even my ceo she's like you know it's like really unheard of for someone to stay at a startup for more than seven years right i was like yeah i'm loving it here still <laughs> good startups you know pivot every two to three years really if it's not working and i have been through many iterations of valley we've been through four rebrands we've been through three pivots i've built six websites and people would probably get frustrated at this point but i think i don't think i could leave it it's i it feels like it, it's a, like my baby or something i was just gonna say it's your baby like, yeah like i can't leave it until i'm proud of it and we've pivoted so many times that 
um, I want to look back and show someone this is what I've built. Um, and I don't want to be like, you know, I've never been ashamed of Ali at all, but I want it to look, you know, kick yeah. ass. <laughs> so. It will. I feel like it already is. <laughs> Just from me talking about it. But, all right, let's switch gears because I know you mentioned a little bit about your poetry for your Instagram account and your Etsy shop. So can you share a little bit about those? Yes. Okay. So I don't even know where to start. Poetry. I guess you, especially working in a startup, you work like maybe 12 hour days sometimes and you need something for your soul. You need something to like wash off the bullshit sometimes. Like. <laughs> I'll wake up in the middle of the night still coding in my head. I'll be like, oh, oh my God. God. Yeah, that, that was me last night. Um, but oh, speaking of Etsy, I just sold another thing. Okay. Um, That's exciting. So poetry. So I started a poetry account because um, speaking of dreams, I used to have insomnia when I was little. So I was told to write things down in a journal uh, oh. to help me go to bed. And then that, turned into poetry. And then one day I just asked my dad to bring home paint swatches from Home Depot. And I was like, I'm going to typewrite my poems onto these paint swatches. And it was so aesthetically pleasing. And I'm like, I'm going to post this on Instagram and be anonymous for a while. And I grew my following to like 16,000 by using the, the, you know, the expertise I learned at Alley for like it's called growth hacking, growing your social media channels. And like, that's how it became so big. Um, I do wish I didn't tell people about my poetry account because now I feel like I can't post on there, but that's one of my things. It's like good for your soul. It like helps you get away from the bullshit. It's also incorporates the skills I, I use on a day-to-day -day basis at my job. So like merging the two worlds was something I enjoyed doing. And then additionally, uh, during COVID, I said I still needed something for my soul. I love arts and crafts. <laughs> I needed to do something with my hands. I couldn't sit all day and do nothing. Even just writing, I was blanked out. Like that's why I started the, sh the Etsy shop because I couldn't think. I had, I was sitting in the same spot for three months. Like I had no new experiences or thoughts or feelings or whatever. I was just sitting there. So no poetry was coming to me. So I was like, what can I do? Mm -hmm. And then I saw this TikTok video of this girl making these dominoes with Harry Potter glitter in them. And I was like, oh, I'm going to make Catan pieces. And I've always loved resin videos on like Thrill List or whatever that is on Snapchat. So I started making the custom Catan pieces because, you know, we all love to play Catan. So uh, they're doing very well. I do like, right now I'm only doing like six orders a week, but still I feel like that's, that's like, I don't have a website yet really besides my Etsy shop. I sell everything through my DMs or everything through my Etsy shop. So. Okay. And on uh, top of the 12 hour days that you're doing. Yeah. At Alley, it definitely picks up. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I can't like you it. said at the beginning, like you need to like take a break sometimes, and maybe that break is a hobby you like, and might as well monetize on it. Um, True. So, 
No, very true. I know it's been definitely like picking up a lot recently and just posting every Tuesday. It's like you have to edit it. You have to schedule your social media posts and keeping up and balancing it all. You know, sometimes I just need to like sit in my bed and just go on TikTok and like have my like brain go out the wall and just like not think about it because I need to take a break from working on it, you know, so frequently. 100%. I think also something you should look for if you're looking in a startup is the values of that company because Allie really values mental health. And that's something why I also stay there is they value taking your time off. We have unlimited vacation, unlimited sick days. So wow. I've yeah, never heard of that. <laughs> yeah, a lot of startups do. So that's why also working in a startup is so great. Look at their values, look at their benefits. Startups have really good benefits because they know they don't have, a lot of them know they don't have the funding to give you what you deserve. Mm -hmm. And a lot of them do pay you what you deserve, but at the same time, they also have to be competitive with the corporations and yeah, with talent. So yeah, we have unlimited vacation and whatever. Also like our managers and our executive team is always like you know we encourage you to go to see therapists we encourage you to go to the gym like mm -hmm. go to the chiropractor like whatever you need like if you need to take half the day off go do it like yeah. i am deathly afraid of going to the doctor we call it white coat syndrome oh. because every time i see like a doctor or hear like the crinkle of the paper i pass out so they know like if I'm going to, to get my checkup that day I'm not in the rest of the day no matter what like I'm not coming wow. in oh my god <laughs> I didn't know that about you yeah no like so they're really supportive in that like you know look at the values of the company like if you need a day off at our company you could literally just say like I'm having a day like I'll make sure my deliverables are in by when they need to be but I'm having a day so yeah i mean work 12 hour days but it makes up for it in uh days <laughs> Gosh, wow that's awesome good to know good to keep in mind yeah well thank you so much for coming on and sharing a little bit of your story and startup life which is so different and new um but yeah you feel free to share your channels um, for the world to know and maybe they'll go buy something or check out yeah. your Instagram. So yeah, plug those. Yeah. So you could find my Instagram at Samantha in tags or SI thoughts. And then my Etsy shop is just mystique studios. Um, and yeah, you could look up personalized Catan pieces. I'm really the only one on there with those. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> look at you. Soon you won't be having six orders a week. You'll be having like more. I know. <laughs> well, thank you, Sam. Thanks, Kelly. Okay. Well, that went well. I might redo the beginning, but other than that. Cool. It wasn't we're too long, right? Too. What'd you say? I said we're still recording too. Oh yeah. No, it's fine. I'll just edit it out. Yeah, it went well. I feel like I, um, I so the way.